I'm stuck in a, a handful of text messages now with friends that, oh, yeah, well, you remember remember this game that we covered or when we went and did that? or I used to have a segment, Josh, on the Cox Cable Game of the Week that was a gr- we would grill with Cajun Ed, and Cajun Ed would get his grill out, and he'd make all the – He'd make all the necessary treats to get you ready. So you'd always have this incredible pregame meal, thanks to Cajun Ed. And he was there, Oklahoma City or Tulsa, always there. Don King, we do a 30-minute pregame show. That sounds tremendous. I'm talking, I was talking about uh, Jinx versus Edmund, whenever Bill Blankenship was at Edmund. And this is good times, man. Let's go. We're doing high school football tomorrow. All right. We're doing a segment on it. Meanwhile, Brent Venables met with him. Well, hold on. Hold on. I've, I've started this little mini tradition that we need to follow up on. I haven't done a good job of it the last few days. But at the top of the 10 o'clock hour, we get you caught up on all the, the headlines and the stories from the world of sports in anticipation of the Firehouse Subs top five story. My, my goodness. It hasn't been Firehouse Subs for six months or a year. The Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day. Oklahoma women's basketball beats BYU last night, 77-66. to Maddie Williams has 21 points to lead the way. Sooners turn around and play Utah. I believe, uh, is that tonight? Where they take on Utah this evening. So, that tip time is set for 8 p.m. Central. Someone, someone stole my... Yeah, that is. That is tonight at 8 o'clock Central Time. Also tonight, you get the OU volleyball team taking on Kansas State up in Manhattan. Meanwhile, the men's team rolls over North Carolina Wilmington 74-53. to We'll go in-depth coming up in about 50 minutes from now. You'll hear Porter Moser's post-game. But, man, it, it, it looks as if it took this team a game to maybe find its groove a bit. But Joe Bamseal looked good last night. He had 15 points. Grant Sherfield. Had 15 points. They were knocking down some three. C.J. Nolan was good for me on the three-point line. And they trailed. They trailed um, at times in this game. I think, what, they were down 11 at one point in this game. But they come back and they were – oh, that was a – I'm sorry. That was the women's team. It was down 11. Got no, my, yeah, notes. They, they Got my well, notes conflicted. Yeah, they won. They were up 16 at halftime and never Yeah, they, they pretty well rolled. Got my men's notes and my women's notes confused. So, men's hoops, back home, South Alabama coming up. At seven o'clock, that will be uh, uh, like a. When is that? Is that not tomorrow night, but the next night? So Friday night, Friday night. OU in South Alabama. Meanwhile, in the top twenty-five in college basketball last night, what everyone was waiting for, while the fourteen playoff rankings were announced, uh, ended up being two incredible college basketball games. You had Michigan State survive and wait, survival even the right word? Overcome to beat Kentucky 86-77 in double overtime. And Kansas beats Duke 69-64, which means one more game for Bill Self to serve his suspension. You take that, Bill Self. You've learned yeah. your lesson now. Uh, I like I like this freshman. I'm probably way too immature to consistently say his name. But Grady Dick had 14 points last night, and he is – yeah, he looks like a nice player. He he looks like a, a really good player. And, of course, 14 playoffs. No surprise with the top four and how it played out. In fact, it remained unchanged. Despite all the dramatic music and all the lead-ins and, 
you finally get to, and it's like, oh, here's what everyone expected. Thanks for making us wait the whole time for the top five remaining unchanged. LSU, USC, Alabama, and Clemson all move up a spot. So that's TCU at four, Tennessee at five, LSU six, USC seven, Alabama nine, Clemson, or Alabama eight, Clemson nine. Utah gets that three-spot bump to 10, Penn State just on the fringe at 11, and there's the big drop for Oregon down six. Next highest-ranked Big 12 team is Kansas State at 15, and I guess that Iowa State win was something else because Oklahoma State jumps back into the poll at 22. I'm equally as shocked at OSU being ranked as I am anyone else on the bottom half of the top 25. So there you go. There's a look at the latest college football poll. Anything else from last night that caught your eye that we missed out on so far? Oh, breaking news this morning, Virginia's not going to play this weekend. They had Coastal Carolina, yeah, and they're which, not going to play. Which obviously makes sense with uh, the tragedy that happened over there. We we haven't talked about it much, but what a horrible story. Horrible story coming out of Virginia. You heard both Ted Roof and Jeff Levy talk about it. Brent Venables has talked about They worked with Tony Elliott for a long time, but uh, Lavelle Davis Jr., Deshaun Perry, and Devin Chandler were all murdered. Mm. Uh, running back Mike Collins and another student were shot after returning to campus from a class field trip. Hollis survived but is hospitalized. A spokesman for the Hollis family, Holland's family, told ESPN that he had emergency surgery Sunday night to remove a bullet from his stomach. Doctors performed a second surgery. I know that the accused gunman, Christopher, uh, Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., was arrested and his dad spoke last night, but I, I haven't seen anything that would lead you to believe any motives in this what's now, going on was he an ex-football player that's the report yeah okay he was last on the team i want to say in 18 oh my goodness so but he was still a student at virginia so we'll classes at virginia resume today and they'll have a campus-wide event honoring the victims coming up over the next few days just terrible terrible, terrible story all right there's a catch catch up on all the highlights topics from the sports world overnight. Let's hear from Brent Venables. Unique approach from BV yesterday. Didn't have an opening statement. Literally rolled right into it. Now, uh, I want to fast forward just a wee bit because about a half hour into the press conference, he was asked about recruiting and how that process has played out with a team that's 5-5. Five and five. In other words... It's hard whenever the teams that you're battling against are preparing for a potential college football playoff appearance or a very highly thought of bowl game. You're struggling for bowl eligibility. What's that process been like in recruiting? I don't know. One of our best recruiting classes was um, in 1999. We had two weeks to recruit. Uh, it'd be, that'd be a good story, good story idea. Uh, go back and look at that group of guys, uh, whether it's Derek Strait or Brandon Everidge or Josh Heupel or Torrance Marshall, you know, some really good players. And there's uh, a lot more than just that. But uh, Quentin Griffin, you know, didn't even start on his own high school team. But when you start watching tape late, a lot of times those guys that develop later, you know, can become just amazing players. A Jeremy Beal, you know, that 
we, you recruit for a very short amount of time. I know I've said this before, but I think identifying good football players and guys that love it, guys that are high character, guys that value education, guys that have a blue-collar work ethic, uh, looking for guys that um, have instincts. They may not have all the measurables. Uh, when some of the guys show up to a combine, uh, you know, one of those camps that, oh, man, he ran 4-7. Well, you know what? 4-7 is pretty good. Rocky Countless is 4-7. You know Rocky Kamas? <laughs> yeah, heard of him. So, uh, you know, you know, there's a thing called game speed too. And again, listen, we're we're trying to find the biggest, baddest, strongest, most explosive, ferocious players you can. Sometimes they're highly re regarded, and sometimes they aren't. I think, and that's I challenged the staff, you know, three months ago. Don't go off a list or who's offered people. You know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of effort being spent now with. Uh, whether it's handlers or um, outside resources that are promoting kids, um, some of it's warranted and some of it's uh, not. It's hype and, you know, let their play on the tape, you know, and all their, their character references, you know, be, you know, uh, what we use and continue to watch guys and see if they can develop. So, um, you know, from opportunity as far as guys that maybe we have committed or we're still recruiting, absolutely. I think that's attractive. There's, where's their track record? You know, that, uh, again, okay, we're, not, we're having uh, we're five and five, so it's been how many ever years? It's been a long time since Oklahoma's been five and five. I've never been five and five. But, you know, it's also, I think you have to be real and practical. And, you know, I think this, this is the biggest roster turnover that's ever happened here, right? I think that's fair to say. So that's never happened until now, too. So I think a lot goes into it. Uh, I think there's, you know, you can sell again. Uh, you know, you're looking for anything, right? You're in, you're in a sales business. I think you'd be uh, negligent if you didn't. So, hey, we're, you know, three of the losses, one score losses. It comes down to the last, you know, drive of the game. We got to be a little better. We got to, a lot of things got to be better. But, uh, and then there's there's a track record of success. Um, uh, certainly. Uh, schemes on both sides of the ball and coaches and experience in, in big games and uh, successful teams and things of that nature I think goes a long way and you have a long history not a not a you know a winning season here and a winning season there I'm talking about a long history of success and and then they're in the recruiting game on their side of it they're they're trying to know people and what's real and what isn't as well and so when you come from a place of genuineness and Authenticity. I think people see that, you know, when you're uh, being real and you're being honest, and uh, you know, and it's a, a relationship-driven. So, um, you know, I think that I think it's, uh, you know, start with uh, again, like, uh, say we had a, a top-notch quarterback committed, like, can go anywhere in the country, and schools are still coming after him really hard. Excellent schools that are in those big games that you're talking about are having those successful seasons. But somehow, some way, he continues to stay loyal to you because he sees a vision, he sees track record, he has, uh, you know, dreams to uh, have this amazing opportunity at, you know, your school, and and he's developed these relationships that mean something to him, and you know, so I think I think some of those things through all the the noise and. Uh, what can be, you know, the negativity? And listen, if I'm on the other side of it, man, I'm <laughs> I'm using all that too. Uh, if I'm recruiting against, you know, that's what I'd be saying. I say, are you sure? So uh, <laughs> you know, it just comes with it, you know. You don't like it, you do something else.
Uh, I'm just saying as a recruiter, I'm talking about myself. Uh, but I don't mind it, you know. I expect it, and my job is to um, protect it and have a voice of reason. And, uh, and if at some point somebody wants to, you know, uh, move on, that's okay too. You know, there's plenty of guys. There's a whole long line of people, you know, all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico that would love to, for an opportunity to come here. And our job is is to always be ready in in that regard. And sometimes, all right, you lost this one, and I've had, this has happened many times through the years. You lost this great one, the one that you couldn't ever lose. You don't lose him. He's that one. And then you get something else, and uh, because of it, you replace him with someone else, and this other one comes in, and it's amazing. Like, And that's happened time and time and time again. So uh, just having, a, you know, using your experience, too, to, to, again, be a voice of reason, you know, uh, for both your staff and for recruits. He's talking about Jackson Arnold, by the way. Yeah, we can't mention him, but it's Jackson Arnold, right? Can't mention him because uh, (laughs) dumb rules. It's a good point. I like the way that he sold it, though, too. It does really magnify the importance of keeping Jackson Arnold, right? He goes, say say you've got a highly recruited quarterback. Say you've got a guy that's coming here. And say that guy is is sold because the relationships he's made. I'm like, let's go. That's how you talk about a recruit without talking about a recruit. And say that everybody's still recruiting him. Yeah, and he's still saying, no thanks. It's ten sixteen. All right. I thought the opening kind of idea question was from Ryan Aber, and it was about the goal of getting to a bowl game and the importance of it. And as he typically does, Brent Venables makes it all about development. Right? Oh, gosh, I'm sitting here like, why isn't this playing? Um, yeah, it was, I thought, was um, incredibly important. The number one thing is, you know, continue to develop, you know, your team, uh, practicing fundamentals. Uh, you spend a majority of your first several practices, depending on, you know, how much time you actually have to practice, uh, spend your, your first several practices um, with just working fundamentals. And then the good on good work that you do do, you're using primarily your young players and even taking time to scrimmage those guys and continue to give them game type reps. So um, that's the you know the biggest part of it, and continue to be around you know your players, you know continue to nurture relationships, uh, things of that nature, um, keep them busy, right? Uh, when your kids come home from school, you want them to stay busy, right? So you give them a list of chores or. You sign them up for activities and things like that because it's good for them. So, same thing, just to continue to provide structure, you know, an accountability, an environment where they can continue to grow and get better. You know, the the seasons are different now than even they were back then. You know, uh, the season's a lot longer now. So, you know, what you typically do now is you give your your guys much needed time off and where they can focus on academics and things of that nature. So you, you're Typically now you're not this last several years you're not practicing as much as you used to back in the day in '99 and 2000 and things like that. Hey, got do we got time for one more? Yeah, I think so. Why not? I'll hold off on bedlam memories. We we hit on the Eric Gray, but would it be safe to say, Josh Helmer, that one of the maybe more criticized members of this defense has suddenly become Danny Stutzman. Do you think that's fair in the public eye? Sure. That this seems to be a 
point of contention and consternation for Sooner Nation? I think it's fair. Here's what Brent Venable said about Danny Stutzman and his development. And if you're a hater, might not want to listen. Yeah, well, Danny leads the Big 12 in tackles per game. So that's pretty good, right? I know some people think he stinks, but I'm pretty proud of him. He's gotten better. And um, like all growth patterns for young players, uh, there's going to be some ebbs and flows. But I'm telling you, he's on his way to being a, an outstanding player. Uh, David, a way boost counterparts fourth in the conference in, in tackles uh, per game and uh, in the conference so I think Danny's maybe top 30th in the country um, as well so he's finding the football um, he's getting better he's really hard on himself a great worker he's investing a lot of time into his craft into this team and takes accountability um, when it's not good and so he's easy to coach uh, you know, he's playing with more and more confidence, and, you know, we've got to develop depth. And, uh, you know, if we're a little more detailed with some of, uh, you know, some of our young guys, uh, you know, he'd be able to, he wouldn't have to play as much. And so, as you know, you know, he played, I think he played 90 snaps, you know, last week. That's plus, a, give or take, six to eight special team snaps. So, you know, late in the game, he's not going to be nearly as, as strong and good as, as he would be earlier in the game. So you've got to continue to develop, you know, I know this is at the end of the year, but got to continue to develop guys and uh, around him as well. But um, he's he's really maturing from where he was. I think he'd be the first one to tell you uh, the, 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 the maturity that's taken place really mentally, you know, and okay, this is how you become a good player. It's not just by showing up every day. You have actually got to spend a lot of time and and working at my craft, both uh, on the field, um, in the film room, and certainly in the weight room. But uh, it's got great awareness, and for you to create change, you got to have awareness, and and then you got to have a, you know self accountability, and then again the action. And he's he's putting in the work, so I'm really uh, proud of him and and of the improvement that he's made. And uh, you know, and he's got a, he's still got a you know a long ways to go, uh, is the way I would say it, and he knows that. Uh, but he's he's made you know tremendous improvement from where we started you know spring football. Hey, there you go. We got more from BV coming up in a bit. When we come back, the battle of memories from Brent Venables and what he's seen from Oklahoma State as we prepare for OU and OSU this Saturday night in Norman. It's Plank Show Hour Two, brought to you by Allison Insurance. Four zero five seven four five two nine six eight. This is the home of Sooner fans. Oh, someone said we need to listen to Brent talk about the transfer portal. Okay, let's see, 26-10. John Hoover had asked, do you anticipate using the transfer portal? Yeah, basically at, at quarterback, right? Um, I, let's let's see what Hoover, if Hoover made it specific to quarterback. Is that? So, in other words, what are your, do you have a read on what your transfer portal needs are going to be? All right, here's what Brent Venable said. Um, no. I mean, again, you know, I think our, our roster would probably need a, a, a couple of spots. You know, we'll just see how everything goes. But uh, <clears throat> I just would say, if you just look back at it, um, uh, we don't need a quarterback, okay? Uh, that's how I feel. Uh, and so, because you see some elite quarterbacks in the, in the trainer, uh, transfer portal for whatever reason. Um, and then uh, 
maybe because a, a staff has let go, you, you might be some excellent players that also are great guys and workers. Uh, you know, are they running from something? That's what you got to ask yourself. And, um, and I wouldn't put them all in that at all. Uh, Virginia lost the center last year. Bronco Mendenhall retired. They lost the center. You know, we tried to get him. Uh, I don't know. He's, he'll, he'll be one of the favorites to win the Remington and the All-American. He's killing it at Michigan. And so, you know, finding him is one thing, and then doing everything you can to, to, to attract him is another. There's another one, a uh, defensive lineman. Man, we, we were within seconds of going in the portal. We are on the phone and lots of conversation. We couldn't get him to come. And uh, he already had it in his mind where he was going and didn't take any other visits, and, and he's having a great year. Uh, so it's hard. As I told the coaches, don't. that's not going to be uh, the only answer. I mean, you're not going to get bailed out, okay, uh, because I'm not going to, you know, there's one guy who's kicked off the team, and I got a couple coaches coming to me like, hey, man, this is the one. He's the <laughs> one. Like, that coach kicked him off their team. And again, there's, hey, something, things happen. But this coach don't kick nobody off the team unless they've done something. I'm like, and that's supposed to be our answer, you know? And, and guess what? He hadn't played for the other team yet. And so you spend all this time and these resources and you put them in your locker room. And I'm, I tell these parents, I'm, I'm going to work really hard to surround your son with great people, you know? People matter. And, uh, you know, people always make the place. And, and so finding the right kind of people that are about all the right stuff, they're good enough, bare minimum, that starts with that, and then making sure that, again, they're, you know, they're about the right stuff and the values align. You know, again, they, they again, value education, value structure and accountability and the discipline and, and uh, you know, want to be told the truth and want to have to work for their opportunity. They're not entitled to anything. And so all those things matter in the transfer portal, and you've got a very small window to try to figure that out, even smaller now. Uh, before the guys could be in the transfer portal, you know, months ago, which you know, I, I'm not a, you know, I don't, I don't love that either, you know, because I just don't like guys having the ability to, you know, just quit in the middle of the season. I don't, I don't think that's healthy. I mean, just as a dad, you know, no, you finish, and then if you, at, when the season's over and you need a fresh start, then let's let's look at it then. But you know, you're committed to something. You need to follow through. Okay, let's let's unpack that real quick. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. That, to me, doesn't sound like a guy who's not going to the portal. It's still what's going to be out there and when – I'm just – I'm trying to use a hypothetical. When Bill Beanbow comes to me and says, there is this left tackle that's transferring from Ohio State that was – a you know, we were all over him as a five-star, but he's not getting playing time, and he wants to come here. I'm just using that as a hypothetical. You know, Brent Venables is like, okay, let me do my work on him, and let's see. But then also in doing your work on him, you got to go, right? It's not like this time that you have to wait and sit and chill because it's Beatonbow selling you. I'm just, And, again, these are hypotheticals. On a left tackle, you might have Brandon Hall who comes and is like, all right, coach, I coached this safety that was at Troy. And he was my guy, and he's got our measurables and our speed. He's just been waiting for an opportunity to leave and get to a Power 5 program. Uh, I know you don't care who's talking to him, but Alabama's in on him. I just – okay, 
so you don't have this massive amount of time, but you got to get it figured out quick. And then what positions you need. I don't have a problem with him saying they're not looking at the portal for a quarterback. Do you? I No, because he likes what they signed with uh, Evers, right? Feels good about sure. Dylan Gabriel as his starter and probably feels really confident and likes what they have in Jackson Arnold coming in. I mean, if uh, the very first text from Kendall, they need a transfer quarterback to push DG for QB1. I mean, I'm not really sure if that quarterback's going to be in the portal that is going to come in and be your – why did I just blank on Tennessee's quarterback? Hinden Hooker. Thank you. Who was a third-string guy at Virginia Tech and happened to fall into his best spot. That could be what LSU has found. I just I – don't, I don't see that. And then in that, what message are you sending to Jackson Arnold and Nick Evers if you go get another quarterback out of the transfer portal? It just – that does not compute. You've already got eight freaking quarterbacks on the roster anyway. You need to get some of them out of here first. The message you're sending is, it's Oklahoma, and we will restock as needed. Right. I mean, to me. That being said, though. I think you're good there. Yeah. I really do. Everyone wants to see Nick. Oh, what about Nick Evers? All right, well, they're not going to go get a transfer portal quarterback because they like what they've seen. And oh, by the way, the two guy, the three guys that have popped in out of the portal, there's been a distinct difference between all three of them, right? And, and let's see if something doesn't change between now and after signing day. <laughs> Someone texts and it's like, um, hello, Booty. Listen, it, cool name, fun name. If General Booty ever steps on the field and it's not in a situation where Oklahoma is up fifty, we're in really big trouble. What's your? Uh, I don't like being bleeped. Right, yeah, that's the the great line that Tom Moore used about Jim Sorge. I believe it's Tom Moore. Sorge? About Jim Sorge's practice reps. I'm right? not in the business of getting bleeped or being bleeped. <laughs> Listen, if Peyton Manning goes down, then we're bleeped. And I'm not in the business of practicing being bleeped. <laughs> there you go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> One of the greatest lines ever, so I don't. I don't find that it's – I'm not too terribly caught up in the fact that he said they're not going to be in the market for a a transfer portal quarterback. I mean, you've got Jackson Arnold coming in. You've got a year of development, which is a key word with Nick Evers. I mean, wh- why do you feel the need to go add yet another body to it? I think they're good there. Is it uh... – Unless Caleb Williams comes knocking on your door. Is this a nice little lesson, though, that sometimes almost, you know, John, who I do the podcast with, feels like at times Brent Venables is too honest in a media setting, which is a dangerous game, right? Because right. We've, we've, you and I have sat here and talked about this in the past before, which is we beg and beg and beg and plead, right, for coaches, for players to be transparent, to be honest. And yet then we get honesty and – we say, well, why would they say that? Why would they do that? <laughs> right. But having – with all of that laid out, right, wouldn't it just have been easier if he had never in a public forum said, yeah, we're not not going to be in the business of looking for a quarterback? 
Then none of this happens. Right. Nobody's talking about, Nobody's oh, well, why, why, is, why is he not looking for a quarterback? They got to get another quarterback. Dylan Gabriel's not the answer. Ah, well, hold on, but we don't want to scare off Jackson Arnold. I mean, all of this is averted, avoided, if that one comment's just not made. Maybe, I mean, I know that. I know that, again, you, you guys have all the answers. I mean, I don't even know why we do this show. Everyone's kind of got everything figured out. But in the end, are you really adding something? Wouldn't you rather see them go out and get a big, bad defensive tackle or defensive end? I mean, another year of development or Jeffrey Johnson, you hope he gets better, but that's been a bit of a flop. I mean, Davis Bevel wasn't going to be brought in from the portal, too. He's – I just I don't know that Caleb Williams is transferred around every year. I, that's what I'm saying is, you know, Caleb Williams isn't knocking on that door. C.J. Stroud isn't knocking on that door. Nor is Bryce Young. I mean, you you gotta you gotta go with what you've got, and I think that they feel pretty good. And I mean, there's some of you that are just irate about this. Here, here's a few of them. Let me just read. Um, Brent says. There's elite QBs in the transfer portals, but we're not going after a QB. That doesn't make sense. We have a good QB, but no one calls him elite. Here's a 918. We can't go to the portal for a QB because we would risk losing Jackson Arnold. Here's one. True sooner. Maybe he was sending a message to Arnold again. Um, it's a good point. Kendall. Oh, we put all our eggs in the basket of DG, and that got us nowhere. Y'all really blaming this on Dylan Gabriel? Um. I just – I don't know. I don't get it. I think if you truly are a believer in development and you think Brent Venables is the guy, then you have no problem with him saying, hey, we're not going in the transfer portal for a quarterback because you've had Nick Evers who came in and has spent a year – early in Rowley too, right? A year and some in Jeff Levy's system and understanding what it's all about. So, to me, I don't see that need. Now, if an uber-elite guy becomes available and says, I want to come there, then we've got a different conversation. You're not going to say no to generational-type talent. Just because of what you feel like. You're going to say, all right, let's have a conversation. But it's just... and. That question getting answered after there's ink on the paper with Jackson Arnold's name and signature, you might get a different answer, okay? We take – I think John's on to something. Though, my gosh, dude, he has got to – I had to mute Locked On Sooners on Sunday. Holy smokes, man. He's retweeting every Locked On on the planet, and my feed just – it exploded. I'm like, I don't care about Locked On Edmund Santa Fe. No offense, Wolves. But anyway. He's right. He's 100% right. <laughs> Please don't blast Locked On Sooners in public form. <laughs> Sorry. Just stop tweeting every other Locked On. Um, but John's right. We all want we all want transparency. We all want um, honesty. And then when you get it, then you're mad about it. And then you want to question it. I don't, under, I don't understand it. I've, I've never really truly understood it. He just said we don't need one. Okay, you, so you want to continue to add? There's six guys in this quarterback room right now, okay? Um, you're going to add a seventh with Jackson Arnold. You're in on the 2023 
what, top two or three quarterback in the country in 23? The kid that Arnold played against, whose name I can never remember. Hawkins. Thank you. 24 kid. 24 kid. Thank you. I just – I. I'm sorry. I think you all are wrong. And I think you're okay there. And Dylan Gabriel's got another year of Power 5 football under his belt, too. He knows. He understands it. But I'll tell you this much. Of the things that I'm worried about heading into this offseason and thinking about that need to be improved, um, does the quarterback play need to get better? Yeah. But that's very low on my depth chart right now. <laughs> that's very low. With a three with a three headed monster battling of an Arnold needs a year, I think like Bryce Young did. Um like, like CJ Stroud did, right? To me, I just I I like the idea of letting those guys sit and if DG comes back, you're good. All right, quick break. Is it already ten forty? It is. We were doing so well. And you know, then then the uh, transfer portal opened. Then the transfer portal opened up. Thanks, Hoover. All right, quick break. We'll take a timeout, come back. Uh, hit your Air Comfort Solutions text next. Can I read one of the top five dumbest tweets ever sent to this show? You may. Um, Air Comfort Solutions text line. And I'm reading this in the font that I'm imagining this person sending the text. <laughs> we don't need a backup from the portal. We're good, BV says. What about this season? We basically got squat for a backup, so go figure. I guess DG wasn't supposed to get injured, was he now? Mr. Invincible. Listen, dude. They got quarterback from the portal, and we're in on several others. Davis Bevel and General Booty came from the portal. Oh, this magical portal that brings you superstars. And they were in on Jackson Dart, and they tried to get – I almost said Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Purdy. And they lost out. They were with Dart until the last day. Which is still, I think, one of my favorite reports whenever someone thought they caught Jackson Dart eating at the ranch and it was actually McCain Matar. <laughs> that was pretty incredible. <laughs> I, if you wanted to have the complaint that maybe Oklahoma should have gotten Dart instead of Gabriel, okay, different Fine. conversation. Sure. But to pretend like they didn't go out and try to rebuild that room. What can you do? This is what you inherited. Well, once you get Gabriel or Dart, you're not getting the other guy. You're probably not getting both. And they were in on Dart until the last day. Right. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense for either a Gabriel or a Dart. I mean, they're going to go start somewhere. But I just, this whole idea that magic comes from the portal is... Is short sighted. It's it's tough, man. There's good quarterbacks there and they're starting. But I mean, would you say that Spencer Rattler has magically resurrected things at South Carolina? No. I wouldn't. It took a while down at LSU. That's worked out pretty well. It's not always a home run. Not always a and I mean Jackson Dart's not lighting the world on fire throwing the ball. That's a running football team. It's not about, oh, I didn't expect him to get hurt. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. No, it's not. It's about trying to rebuild something that had nothing. I mean, if Dylan Gabriel had got on that plane to UCLA, then sure, maybe Jackson Dart ends up here. But, but Jeff, maybe he doesn't. Jeff Lebby inherited a quarterback room that had Ralph Rucker, Micah Bowens. Um, who am I leaving out? 
I mean, was that about it? Micah Bowens, Ralph Rucker. Yeah, because you brought in Bevel. I mean. You signed Evers. That was it? Hey, you got the OU job. Congratulations. Guess what? The most important position in this program over the last 10 years. Yeah, you got nobody. It's barren. Go get them. The place that has brought you, what, um, three Heisman finalists in the last five years. Here you go. You got a walk-on. You got a transfer from Penn State who hasn't taken a snap. Go get them. Go rebuild that room. Good luck. I mean, what, what are we even doing? Yeah, sure. They really made a good call. They did an incredible job of rebuilding that quarterback room. They did. And now in recruiting, it's getting better. So this whole mindset of, well, he said that quarterback is fine. Again, we don't know. Once the ink gets dry on Jackson Arnold signing, maybe it changes. But this whole idea that they were handed this incredible gift of depth in the quarterback room, they had to go out and do what they could to refill it. Well, and here's a, here's a text. Jeff Levy inherited a quarterback room that had Caleb Williams. It's like, ah, did they? Did they? Did they really? Do you really believe that in your heart of hearts? Do you really believe that? Do you believe that, Josh Helmer? Do I believe it? it I mean, look, technically did they? Yes. Do I believe that there was a legitimate chance for Brent Venables and Levy and company to convince Williams to stay? No, I, I don't. <sighs> I think the mind was made up, and the NIL arrangements had already been determined. I'd much rather have Rattler as a backup. Sure miss him now, only if. Boy, that is a uh, wild That's pretty good. heel turn. Right. I, no. I mean, he struggled, man. It's, it's been rough for Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. And y'all booed his ass. So that's kind of a you problem. You booed him and, and, and created all these terrible stories about him just to get Caleb Williams, in your mind, the guy. So you can't come in here and be like, more soup, please, Mr. Rattler, whenever you were the ones that basically dragged that dude to no end. Sorry. Yeah, Oklahoma fans were not, you know, great to Smith Rattler. It is what it is. Um, and that's not every Oklahoma fan, but generally speaking, he he was not treated great in Norman. One more quick one from Joe. Gabriel isn't the problem. Most Sooner fans don't have football IQ. I'm starting to really worry about that with some of you right now. Receivers need to start catching the ball. Also, Gabriel was off a year before this year. Um, it's all new receivers to get well with. He will be even better next year. I just, I, this whole idea, here's the problem, and this is how I truly believe, and I feel this in my bones. Everyone is always going to be compared to Baker or Kyler. Not even Jalen. But everyone is, well, he's not Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield was the number one pick in the draft that we ended up getting uh, because he was a diehard Sooner fan. I mean, he introduced himself to Bob, to Coach Toops, whenever they went to a dinner, a team dinner, right? This day was always going to arrive, if only in a temporary fashion, for a little bit at Oklahoma, and the reception from the fan base was always going to be fascinating to watch because this fan base has been spoiled, spoiled. with great quarterback play for a long time. Now, But that's fine. That, and that's the expectation at OU. And, you know, look – do I think that Dylan Gabriel's been awful? Absolutely not. I think he's been solid. 
Do I think he's been one of the best quarterbacks even in the Big 12 or nationally? No. No, I don't. But uh, does that erase my feeling that Oklahoma needs to try and get better at that position? Absolutely not either. They, they should expect excellence here at Oklahoma. Okay. It does magnify, though, this, that Oklahoma's got to get better across the board, right? I mean, Thank, you're not I mean, going to have point. Baker or Kyler every single season. That, to me, is today, that's where you need to focus. It's not just quarterback play. It's across the board. And to me, I'm not worried about quarterback going into 2023 because I'm going to be a little bit more worried about offensive line where you could lose three starters. I'm going to be a little bit more worried about the interior of the defense where if you're going to be multiple defensively, you need to get some dudes in there that are true nose, true, true DTs. True Sooners. True Sooner. No. I mean, that's just the point. I mean, I, I think that it's kind of a Madden mindset, right? And I'm guilty of this. There's a Madden mindset. And if you play Madden a lot, what do you need? You just need an accurate quarterback and a fast receiver, and you're going to beat everybody. Well, that's not reality. <laughs> Offensive line play doesn't matter in Madden. If you got a fast quarterback, you can dodge anything. And I think that's what a lot of us grew up. It's just – it's not reality. You have got to be good across the board. And if you're sitting here today like, DG's not it, go get a guy from the portal. Worked with Baker, worked with Kyler. I, I just, I don't think that's the answer. I don't. And neither does Brent Venables. Quick break. Wrap up uh, hour two next. I thought this was a really good text. Transfer portal quarterbacks will be relationship driven, especially the good ones. Follow the breadcrumbs; it'll tell you where these guys land. I mean, literally the the I don't know why I'm blanking on the LSU quarterback right now that transferred from Jane Daniels, that transferred from Arizona State. That wasn't even a relationship; that was just necessity. They didn't have anyone, and so we ended up there. But opportunity and relationships—that's the key. And it doesn't appear as if it's a road OU's going to go this off season. Seemingly, we think. And, uh, Josh Helmer calling Brent Venables a liar, right? Well, <laughs> I think that that's the plan right now. But Quick, plans are made to change. Top five stories today next.